0: You're listening to Oh Hey Life, the podcast designed to elevate your thinking, question the status quo, and motivate you to start living the life you actually freaking want. Oh hey, welcome to another episode of Oh Hey Life. Today is Friday the 13th of March if you're listening to this episode on the day that it's released and we are diving straight into really questioning the status quo which is what I promised to do with this podcast. Well, today's episode is a classic example of questioning the bullshit that we've been fed over the last few decades really. I'm going to be talking about Minimalism. Not the art movement or the architectural aesthetic. Minimalism in the sense of simply owning fewer possessions or or doing less. Minimalism is a lifestyle that I'm a huge advocate for and also get raised eyebrows about because I'm quote-unquote rich or (laughs) whatever, not my words. Um, For the record, please don't ever use that word to describe me if you don't want to alienate me. Um, Because we've been conditioned to accumulate if we have the means to do so think about the, the great American dream. We we work hard, we save up, we buy the house, we we buy the car and then we, well, we have the one and a half children and then we buy the bigger house and the fancier car and the multiple cars and I don't know, the, the boat or whatever. And we are constantly told that we need things, that we need stuff. But there's so much of that stuff that we just don't need. (laughs) Fancy that. So there are two types of minimalism I'm going to talk about, one today, one next week. So they are physical minimalism, so possessions, physical space, and also time minimalism. So what we schedule, what we choose to care about, what we choose to uh, allow into our mental space. So firstly, let's talk about physical minimalism, the benefits of it, which I am so, so sold on, and, and the ways that you can start to you know, implement a bit more of a minimal lifestyle for yourself. I already mentioned the definition of minimalism. It's been a couple of episodes since we've gone into the, you know, the definition of something that I, I want to get a really robust understanding of. But look, it's simply owning fewer possessions. That, that's what I'm talking about today. We're talking about uh, owning fewer possessions and and creating physical space. Fewer possessions means. Fewer things to accommodate, fewer things to look after, and there are three like freaking huge benefits of having less shit. Seriously, um, I'm going to go into those three right now, and the, the first one is is the financial benefit. If you have fewer possessions, you've got less expenditure in looking after those things. They can be anything from gadgets that we don't actually need to, to carry out tasks in in our in our lives and you know every so often they need servicing or repairing or replacing because you think that you need another one or it can be as simple as you know having a lot of items of you know furniture because you've got a, a giant house to fill and you know there's the 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 cleaning and the maintenance of those things as well I'm going to move on to the second benefit because this benefit itself can also circle back round to another quite significant financial benefit and that's having more space. So (laughs) obviously if you have fewer things, it can open up space in in your home and and not just at home, in in your workplace. You can have a a much tidier, tidier workspace for example. But by owning fewer things and, and opening up space in your home, it, it may even mean that you can downsize your home. And with that brings a financial benefit again. So not only do you get that sort of mental clarity from, from having a tidier space, but you can potentially downsize your living as a result because you don't have a garage full of junk or a spare room of junk. I mean, for example, to, to take my own situation, which again, I'm going to go into f- to further detail in the next episode, but if I was renting the, the home that I lived in before I decided to to downsize as a result of gravitating towards this minimalist mentality, it would have cost around um, $1,200 a, we- a week to, to rent if I was renting that, and it was 25 kilometers from the city or thereabouts. Not to mention the, the running costs of running a sizable home, right? Now, without having, uh, I think at one point there were 11 couches in my home, <laughs> without, without having all that crap, I I could live in something that would only cost five or six hundred dollars a week if, if I wanted to, and that, that's significant, you know. And I know that's an extreme example. You know, I went from a, a four thousand square foot home to a uh, what well, must be uh, it's a fifty-five square meter apartment. Anyway, it's it's tiny. I can I can fit seven of my apartment into that old home. But even when you look at, you know, the average family who lives in a multiple bedroom house and, you know, there's got to be some cupboards or some rooms or a a garage or a shed that's got a lot of unnecessary junk in it. Imagine if there was a, a downsize and a decrease in expenses. That is a huge benefit of having fewer possessions. And it's not just the mentality around having fewer possessions, it's the mentality around living a smaller, a smaller life and not necessarily accumulating and expanding in accordance with these you know, so-called success metrics that, that we've been conditioned to adhere to. The third benefit is more time. We all want more time. And again, when you have less crap, you're not spending as much time looking after all of these things or or you know cleaning cleaning a huge space, for example. You're also not spending time shopping for the shit that you don't need. It actually blows my mind when I see uh, people accumulating possessions with, with such a level of excess, and especially people my age as well, or especially people who aren't in the position that they want to be in at, at their stage in life, it, it really does by my mind because these benefits are so tangible and so potentially life-changing that, in my opinion, every, everyone should be doing it. There's actually one, uh, I know I said three, but there's one other little kind of quirk about minimalism that I personally love, and it's enjoying your favorite things, so uh, coffee mugs, <laughs> it's like a really mundane example, but I've got a few quite special mugs that people have bought me over the years, I've got uh, like one that my mother bought me, I've got one that an old friend bought for me, I've got another really funny one that <laughs> another friend bought for me, I know she's going to listen to this and crack up laughing, um, it's got my face on it, but uh, when I moved, when I chose to downsize, again, I'll talk about that in next week's episode further, I I couldn't believe how many fucking coffee mugs I had. I was just like, it's probably more than what could have filled my dishwasher, right? So I got rid of a lot of them, and and now I just have my favorite ones, and so every morning I get to drink my coffee out of one of my favorite mugs. It brings a lot of enjoyment when you use your favorite things, and I actually said in a previous episode, I uh, can't remember which one it was, but when I figure it out, I'll link it in the show notes. I I said, you know, if you can't find joy in a cup of coffee, you won't find it in a yacht. It's, you know, it's a slightly different perspective in this case, but you know, if you get rid of a lot of the excessive possessions that you have, and you you just left with your favorite things. You know, it's like the good china. You know, the the good china that only ever stays in the china cabinet and never gets eaten off. You know, it's it's actually really nice to to use that favorite stuff that you've got. Same with clothes. Uh, you know, you might have a bunch of clothes that you don't necessarily wear that much, but there's so much in your wardrobe you can't see the wood for the trees. You get rid of all the stuff that you kind of only eh, like a little bit, and suddenly your wardrobe is just full of all of your favorite favorite clothes. It's the same kind of concept. And I digress a little bit, that's the uh, that's the left-handedness coming out of me. So <laughs> let's talk about the ways that you can start to live a bit more of a minimal lifestyle so that you can reap those freaking awesome benefits and you know the the benefits that I've experienced for the last 3 years. And uh I mean pretty simple really. Uh easier said than done in these cases, but but number 1, reduce what you already have. <laughs> Get rid of some stuff. There are so many different methods for this. Um, there's a book that, look, I haven't read it. It's that Marie Kondo, The, the Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up, I think it's called. Uh, some, you know, some people like to implement her, her rule of only keeping what, what sparks joy. I know some people struggle with that because they're like, well, my, my toilet brush doesn't spark joy, but I need it, right? Uh, but there are so many different ways to reduce what you already have. Even the act of reducing what you have can yield a financial benefit because you can sell some stuff. Um, when I went through my big purge, I, I sold a few big items, but most of it I just donated because I didn't really have the the time or inclination to deal with uh, some of the muppets that you deal with when you try to sell stuff online. But you know that that's one way that you can get rid of things is you can you can take the time, set aside a day one weekend to sell some things. Uh, but it's also the process of deciding what to keep and and what not to keep and look that's not something that I can you know tell you how to do that's only something that you can figure out for yourself by by looking at what you have and and deciding what's important to you and what holds sentimental value and and what doesn't and what of those things you you really want to keep and and what you don't The other way is to stop the influx (laughs) stop buying shit you don't need a great way to kick start this and this is what i did at the beginning of 2017 is to do a shopping ban so set some really strict parameters on yourself of what you are and aren't going to buy for a period of time and it might be a month. If you're only going to do a month, then you're a bit of a pussy. Make it three months. Make it a decent chunk of time. You know, pick up your balls and actually, you know, <laughs> give it give it a hundred percent. We want to do this properly. So three months. I did it for twelve months, which was uh, I mean, it was it was life changing. It was life changing within six months of doing it. But question what we've been told that we need. So think about what it is that you that you can live without or live without buying something new of just to give you an example uh, I'm gonna give you two extreme examples from uh, my own shopping ban number one I didn't buy any new clothes and that's you know that's quite a simple one that can be quite popular for women uh, who are wanting to give a bit more of a minimal lifestyle a go, because women tend to be (laughs) the ones who like to buy you know new clothes quite frequently now on the flip side Let's just talk about a, a consumable item that we've all been conditioned to having to go out and buy. This is going to sound really weird and some of you might just think I'm smoking pot, but kitchen cloths, like like sponges that you use to wipe down your kitchen counter. So I don't buy them. I, When I've got like an old t-shirt uh, that's worn out, I cut them up into cloths. Now, before you think that's gross or weird, <laughs> it's definitely not gross or weird. I mean, we put those t-shirts on our body. Uh, you know, they're they're obviously clean once they've been through the through the washing machine and. Again, when you buy kitchen cloths from the supermarket and they're oodles of oodles of plastic packaging, you know, they get chucked in the washing machine once once a week or however often you wash them until they wear out. So if you've got an old t-shirt that's got holes in it that's, you know, beyond repair or whatever, and you're going to get rid of it, rather than tossing it into the landfill, uh, you can just cut it up and, hello, you've got a pile of kitchen cloths, (laughs) Again, I know this is going to sound so weird, especially coming from the Ferrari driver, but I also recently learned uh, that in India, this is just what they do. Like, this is just par for the course. They, they don't go out and buy a product that's been created by a company and then sold to us as a necessity of life. They just reuse what they already have. So, you know, that that's quite an extreme example, and I know a lot of people are not going to be up for that, <laughs> that level of minimalism, but I don't buy kitchen cloths from the supermarket, so there you go. One thing to remember is that you don't have to be all or nothing when it comes to minimalism, and you don't have to be perfect. I mean, this is a philosophy that applies to to a lot of things in life, not just minimalism. You know, you, you can be selective. You don't have to reduce every single category of possession that you have. I mean, I got rid of a lot of um, mugs, (laughs) as mentioned, a lot of, you know, coffee mugs and wine glasses and vases. Oh my God, I had so many flower vases. But one thing that I... Never one category of of thing that I I never or very very rarely discard or, or move on from my life are my party dresses. I've I've got dresses from ten years ago that I still wear, and they make me really happy. And I see them in my wardrobe, and it doesn't stress me out having you know more dresses than I can wear in you know in a year. So if it's something that you are deciding to embark on to, to reap those benefits, take you know, take it easy on yourself. You don't have to be all, all or nothing. Um, my story around minimalism, it it was a culmination of the realizations I had around the benefits of of both physical and time minimalism. And it was it was more for me about Becoming not becoming more me, but probably unbecoming everything that wasn't really me, so that I can be the kind of human being on this planet that that I wanted to be in the first place. And that's, you know, to have the time to do good things, to to be kind to the planet. So maybe by giving this slightly more minimal way of living a shot, you can be too. You can be a little bit more you. Minimalism has been a vehicle for me to become more successful. It's reduced my cost of living. It's reduced my mental clutter and and removed distractions which enables me to focus on the more important things in life so give it a try for yourself and please let me know if you feel inspired to go and get rid of some junk (laughs) that excites me more than it should and uh, tune in next week to learn more about my own shift towards a more minimal life that i embarked on in early 2017 and of course the benefits of time minimalism. I'm going to leave it there for now. I'm Lani Fogelberg and I hope you have a super spectacular day. See you next time.